0: Hey there, hi there, ho there, and hello there! Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Cardinal Couple Radio Podcast, where we discuss the joy and excitement of you of our women's athletics on this bright, clear, and crisp fall morning. A lot of fun things have transpired over the week with Cardinal Athletics. Uh, A couple of downers in there, you're going to get that every once in a while. but We're very excited about the way that the, the major teams in the fall we cover are doing. Looking forward to the winter squads as well coming up. But uh, I'm looking forward to today's podcast. We've got a foursome in here. Let's get right into it and, and meet the contestants today, as they say. We've got Case Hoskins in here. Case did today's article at cardinalcouple.com and is a font of knowledge about things.
1: Is that so? Am I, am I a, a font? <laughs> I was, I was um, just reading the, the comment that uh, Jared pointed you're out. You're welcome to text disagree text. with me. You know. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I guess it depends on what the what the topic is as to whether I'm a fond of knowledge on it or not.
0: Okay, well, with that ambiguous <laughs> statement about <laughs> Case, we'll certainly move on here, and Case, it was great to have you on the show. Well, no, I like
1: I, say, I said, I was just very distracted by this uh, very angry UK fan um, about <laughs> the slide at the <laughs> at the Cooper uh, Center. So What
2: oh, a... Yeah. Like a... <laughs> yeah. a
3: what what am I trying to say? Like a, a hill to die on. Like really?
1: Yeah, right? Yeah. They're not taking it seriously because there's a slide. Yeah, I was just thinking I guess, about
3: what an amazing recruiting tool it is. I guess right? Clibs
1: I guess clips football football's not taking it seriously since they have a slide either, so
0: I'm thinking that Lola and Lucy are going best dad ever <laughs> they saw that, right? You know? I,
1: I think it's more for boosters from my limited time talking about the slide while I was on that project before I left my previous place of employment pretty sure it's for like you have inside knowledge of this. recruits and boosters not like (laughs) regular use by the players i I can't imagine that the team wants to risk too much uh a player injuring their ankle by dismounting the slide poorly onto the practice floor
0: well they showed walls coming out of it he almost fell on his face exactly uh, the one that he did for us and uh, i'll be quite honest with you when i saw my first thought is Okay, so you're in the media, you're interviewing Walls, and all of a sudden he's not happy with the way the interview's going. Trap door opens, there you go, we'll see you later, thanks for stopping by. And all of a sudden you're on the floor with Morgan Jones staring down at you going, need a hand up?
1: See, <laughs> Nobody's too worried. Really on to yeah. yeah.
3: I got the message with this thing that it's like, just don't take life too seriously. Like, I can imagine somebody's having a bad day, they come in, right? Walls realizes it, and he's like, listen, Take take the uh, trip on the slide. And, then, I mean, how how does your inner kid not come out with this slide? With
4: smile, yeah. I, I,
1: I, mean, I think that it's good that the slide is up before the skywalk because you don't need sleepy, sleepy basketball players coming directly across the skywalk from the dorm, being on the second floor and being like, ugh, oh, got to get down to the weight room, and then hitting the <laughs> slide. Like, that's the last thing yeah. you need, so it's good that for now the skywalk's not there. They can all get used to the novelty of the slide before that connection is made eventually.
3: And I feel like it's only on the women's side. Is that correct? Because it doesn't. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. not one slide, but I mean, you That's can,
1: cool. it, you can, they connect. Hey, somebody could just walk across to the, to the women's offices and, and get to that one.
0: And if you think the slide is fun, wait until the tilt, the world gets installed. <laughs> Whoa, look out. Folks. I heard Kenny
1: Payne is uh, looking for a fireman's pole <laughs> for his side. Well,
0: <laughs> Yeah. We don't even want to go there. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, strippers and such, but okay. <laughs> Cases case come in and definitely made an impact within the first three minutes of the show. Uh, so let's move on then to, uh, Daryl, <laughs> Daryl, what's going on? Good to hear from you again, my friend. Congratulations.
3: Thank you. Um, Paul saying congrats because I did just accept a position with U of L's business operations yesterday and I, Put in my notice with the Y, and I am so very thankful of Paul and his reference for me. I'm sure that made all the difference. Um, put me, a, you know, in another category. Than you the put other up people.
1: with this guy? You must it, be all right. It did put you in <laughs> another category. That is,
3: uh, you could say I, I was at the highest tier because of
2: Paul.
0: <laughs> I got this phone call from Josh Hyde asking me how much I'd had to drink during the phone call. So I don't know. You know I must have said something good about you, Daryl, I guess.
3: In typical Paul fashion, he replies to me after I let him know that I have him down, that uh, they were going to let, he was going to let them know of my um, drug dependency and my love for John Calipari.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. And closing down bars in the Highlands, you know, all those <laughs> great things to put on a resume. Yeah. <laughs> but that, well, that's thank fantastic. thank
3: you I really appreciate it. I'm really
2: excited.
0: Now we have an in, an indoor. Okay. <laughs> daryl will be leaking all this information but there's a mysterious discrepancy here in the budget for men's soccer 47 cents went undetected last thursday
3: i saw a student with a uk sweatshirt on somehow all his records were deleted and his <laughs> tuition was multiplied
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes we feel the fun has just begun oh, there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, congratulations to you, Daryl. Certainly I know you'll do a great job of for and everything on it. And then uh, you and I were talking a little bit about the earlier about the, some of the things that you were gonna be giving up on that and, and, and if the bats goes by the side, I can certainly understand it, but you know you're gonna have a very, very sad and unhappy Nick Curran, I'm sure.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh but I feel I have a feeling I'll still see him around with uh women's basketball and the benefits seem pretty awesome. I, I didn't really think about it, but looks like they're offering like two classes a semester too. Oh, like, yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. crazy. I didn't. I don't have any desire to be a student again, but I mean, if they're offering,
4: but you can find like some classes that are just kind of like, hey, that sounds like that would just be interesting to learn about. Yeah. It's not necessarily progressing towards a any sort of specific program, but
3: I would know. be exciting just to look at the classes again and just feel yeah. like. You're
0: a student again. I wonder if that's going to put you in the same realm or same area as uh, as Nick Evans ended up after he left uh, you know know uh the, the cards at uh, WBBSID.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So if Nick's in your area, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. Nick's
3: always mm-hmm. a good face to see.
0: Y'all can go to lunch together and then, of course, go over and check out the Tilt-A-Whirl when it's installed. <laughs> I'll,
2: I'll,
0: I
1: I'll skip that. I recommend avoiding classes uh, offered south of Eastern Parkway. Okay. Yeah, I, I would have avoided all of those if I could, but unfortunately, that's where I, almost all of mine were. Well,
4: I, t- I, I, I yeah. tell you what, yeah, yeah I, 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 I tell you what. When I ended up over in business school as a CIS major, I sought out a couple of classes over in speed school because they were specifically topics that I wanted to to learn um, that weren't really well covered by the CIS program. So you know, there it they can be. <laughs>
3: Every time I drive past the speed school, I just look over and just I'm amazed at the people that um, get through that. Just yeah.
1: amazed by the dejected faces on everybody that you see there <laughs> there.
2: waiting at the bus stop. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: like it's like looking over and seeing uh, the Adams family house while the other side of campus is just normal town. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
0: I'm so That's mad at him from tearing down Parkway Field because when I played at in Interlales, I parked two up there on eastern parkway when i played softball for my fraternity mm-hmm. two big shots to the left field and then boom all of a sudden they take my field away <laughs> it used to be my playground cue madonna music used <laughs> to be my no, never
3: mind constantly evolving
0: indeed unfortunately unfortunately change goes depending on how you are on which side of the change channel Good to hear from Daryl then uh, doing that, and certainly we will be interested to hear her trials and tribulations and successes as she continues on as a played employee of the University of L. Paid and played, I might say. Oh, Jeff McAdams in the house with us today as well. Jeff and I were talking just a little bit about some of the fun things that can go on with technology. What's going on with you, brother?
4: oh you know same old same old uh i feel like every week i talk about how busy i am at work and i I just it's just kind of the new normal at this point but uh things going well there uh getting more responsibility thrown at me so that's always uh interesting um you know had a had a great couple of volleyball matches this week one down at uh kfcm center It it was a lot of fun and uh one last night we'll be talking about that in a little bit so that always fits me in a pretty good mood uh yeah uh other than that kind of playing around with technology as i am want to do so because i'm a geek
0: and it's always a good sound when they, or a bad sound when they throw more work at you either they're like ah he can handle it below let's give it to him more. he's not doing anything there let's give him something
4: <laughs> this is this is the former uh and uh it's it's positive it really is uh it's 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 career progression for me is what it is in my case so yeah
0: and progression always better than regression yeah
4: yeah yeah that's good yeah potential future opportunities that could be really good for me hopefully so
0: wait until you get retired and you look forward to squirrel battles in the front yard on sunny afternoons (laughs) (laughs) listen
3: i am not retired and i already do that
0: yeah that's (laughs) a fun part of life too (laughs) If you've been what? on the right school through the white squirrel through fan duel, you're going to make a lot of money.
4: Uh, or if you're in the highlands this week, it can be cow battles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, well, I don't know. They've rounded up the herd, right?
4: Uh, have they gotten that final one? There was one that was really eluding them for a long time. I'm trying to Cher-
3: imagine the greens at Cherokee Park.
4: <laughs> I totally was hoping that we could build a, a an urban feral cow population,
0: right? <laughs> uh, you stole that from the internet. I saw no. That's I came up Well, uh, the, the, uh, then
4: it's parallel creation, then, because that was yeah. my own thought on it. But, uh, you know, I, it might help driving around here if, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah, let's put people the realize
4: wheel. that they, you know, they're cur- turning a corner and there might be a 700 pound side of beef in front of you, right? Maybe slow down a little bit.
0: <laughs> it just boggles the thought. And what's next? Goats, lamb, I don't know. Goats actually are. We already all have. That mean, in common. well, we yeah,
1: have, yeah. Goats race around in Germantown,
4: and mm-hmm. you know they got all kinds of things happening. And some highway departments have experimented with using them to kind of graze the grasses beside roads and stuff, but it that ends up being problematic.
1: There's enough roadkill on uh, Louisville or on uh, <laughs> the right. Kentucky
4: highways. I don't think we need
1: to add to it. It's uh, it's it's tricky to get right.
0: <laughs> I'm still traumatized by my encounters with Bill the Goat back when I was a a young grandchild on my fa- my grandfather's farm in North Carolina. Goats and I will be mortal enemies until I die.
3: <laughs> Goats are kind of scary.
0: They're also vindictive. <laughs> I believe that. And they have a long memory, too. I would go back each summer and Bill would still remember me. <laughs> okay. I just don't want to get into it. Okay. <laughs> anyway. It's a lot of therapy got me through that, too. As for me, yeah, a busy week. Uh, just kind of following U of L sports in general. So and know, I've been out doing some stuff. I had to, a couple places I had to go, a couple trips I had to make, a couple doctors I had to see. But I'm still upright, which is good. Everybody loves that. And looking forward to next week. And uh, as always, always looking forward to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour podcast. So uh, Jared not with us this week. He's taking pictures of cheerleaders at eleven a.m. So good for him. I hope that that goes well for him. Uh, his burgeoning photography career takes another bump. Certainly. I know he's excited about it because Jared just loves to be turned loose with a camera in front of girls. So,
2: I
1: think he just <laughs> loves to be turned loose with a camera. Yeah, I think Jared that's true. Jared really, just yeah.
0: loves to be turned loose. Yeah, could that. that might be true, too. And the camera or not, is, as a, Katie Appley described it one time, he's like this big, dumb lad that somebody let off the leash. <laughs> you,
3: <know. laughs> you be careful paul you're gonna end up with pictures of goats in your inbox <laughs>
0: <laughs> well you know you're gonna log
3: a... in one day and go ah just...
0: hi remember me i'm bill's grandson you bastard get back down here okay
4: start randomly injecting goat pictures into the articles
0: oh, oh it's I, on I paul we're, oh, here we go we're opened a door.
4: only with signs around their necks that say
1: hi i'm uh-huh. bill no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Salary records two midfielders, one goat for 2023. You all have a picture of Bill the goat and there the bell around his neck. Salary feels the goat could be very helpful in defensive situations by eating the ball. Hmm. Yes. <clears throat> but that's enough of the frivolity here for a couple of seconds because we got to get on the scheduling and Twitter and it's kind of late already for that, but I know Case will do a fine job on it. So take it away, sir, with the scheduling and Twitter information.
1: Indeed. I will blitz through it. Uh, we've got women's tennis at the Mississippi State Invitational today. Uh, football taking on Wake Forest at 3.30. Rowing is in Tuscaloosa for the uh, Alabama scrimmage uh, this week. Men's tennis is in the mini-duels, mini uh, Fighting Irish mini-duels in South Bend, whatever that means. Uh who, uh, <laughs> is that a leprechaun thing? I don't know. i just, um, just
0: like, uh, uh, go on. Yeah, I'm not going to go into it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, softball is wrapping up their fall season in Lexington, uh, taking on Kentucky today. Um, women's tennis and men's tennis continue their events tomorrow. Uh, men's basketball kicks off the winter sports of the season. Winter sports season officially with an exhibition against uh, – I don't know how to say it correctly in French, so I'm just going to say Lenore Ryan. I know that's not right, but that's 2 p.m. <laughs> in uh, the um Center tomorrow. Uh, nothing on Monday, Halloween, I guess, is, is something, but that means I need to switch to November. On Tuesday, the um, field hockey ACC tournament begins. Uh, Louisville's game time not exactly determined just because for some reason they haven't listed the seed numbers on the games. I guess they're... Trying There's to see.
0: still a little controversy and debate going on with that right now, from what I understand, because well, yeah.
1: even with the, like trying to figure out who's what seed, I, I don't know why they hadn't assigned oh. the seeds to game
0: times. But... Oh, we know we're gonna play a three. Oh, we're is, the three thirty game. No, we're gonna play a three seed.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I know, I know what who the team knows? I know the seeds are playing. They they had they didn't announce what time those which teams are playing. Which game? No, they haven't.
0: They haven't done that yet, for whatever reason. Controversy: Duke being the seven seed and hosting, they may want some prime time, and then the ACC may be battling over that. Oh, so well, that's we'll ridiculous!
1: <laughs> Just because you're the host doesn't mean you get to pick the like time or whatever. Louisville will probably play at one or three thirty. They probably won't get the six o'clock game. Um, <laughs> that event continues through Friday. Uh, Louisville's participation in it may not, but the event does. Uh, men's Hello? soccer takes on virginia tech um in the acc championships on wednesday um that time also to be determined that men's tennis uh ita national fall championships begin on thursday uh, or on wednesday thursday men's basketball hosts their second exhibition match taking on chaminade at 7 p.m in the um center um is women's basketball not playing any exhibitions they're just not on the calendar
0: no, they're going straight to Cincinnati, uh, mm-hmm. playing Cincinnati for their first game. All right,
1: that's a choice. But they we'll have see.
0: had a couple of unofficial scrimmages that nobody can talk about if they want to ah. keep their lives. Those
1: closed-door ones, like when uh, they yeah. lose to Ohio State and then beat them by 30 later in the under season. Under the cloak of night,
0: they snuck in a team, you know, down to Snyder and yeah. into the campus. and They played and then left under, you know, armed security guard.
1: Yeah. Uh, So that gets us through Thursday, Friday. Um, As I said, Field Hockey ACC Championship would be that day. Men's Tennis continues their event, and volleyball takes on North Carolina State at 7 p.m. in the LN Federal Credit Union Arena. No video listed for that for some reason, but I imagine it'll be ACC Network Extra. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, As for Twitter accounts, I tweet is at Best Case Scenario, BST Case Scenario. Polly is at Cardinal Couple. Jeff is at Card Couple Radio and at Jeff McAdams, and Daryl is at Daryl Faust Four. Uh, she gets to go before Jared since she's here this week and he's not. And Jared, <laughs> Jared tweets is at Mr. Anderson Jared. Uh, as always, you can check out the right side of the Cardinal Couple website for the Twitter widget with all of the U of L athletics accounts.
0: Lots of great information over on that side of the site, and certainly check out the daily articles that we put up. Uh, Case had the right that was out today. We've had Jared write this week, of course, and Jeff will write tomorrow, and and Daryl always with good articles in there. Uh, it's just a fun thing for you to do. You know, take 10, maybe 10-15 minutes while you're drinking that morning coffee. Take a look like, at Cardinal Couple, see what we got to say. You'll be happy you did. I can guarantee you that. But, uh, we'll move on into the meat and bones of the show here, and we kind of. I kind of predetermined that we would start with women's soccer this morning. Uh, nobody said no to that, so we're going to go ahead and do that as the cards brought in number two, North Carolina, to Lynn Stadium, and certainly a, a, an event that the cards were hoping to maybe pull off a miraculous upset in this one, ultimately losing two to nothing, though, to the Tar Heels. uh keeping them basically shut out in the first half of this one, keeping hope alive. But then North Carolina uh, kind of rearing their ugly head and getting two goals within about a two, three-minute span there in the early part of the second half. I guess we, they may have been about 20 minutes in, I guess, halfway through the second half to take the lead, which they would never lead uh never lose. Uh, Louisville never led this one, but uh, a match where the cards didn't exactly get blown out, but still, unfortunately, uh, a loss that, uh, as we, as we talked about this and looked about this case, there were two shots that Louisville had that could have arguably been goals any other time. Indeed.
1: Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't get to watch Um, this one.
0: Um, This case has got a a blankness to him. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. No Um, problem.
1: I didn't get to watch this one, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was keeping up with you guys, uh, w- with your tweet or with your, uh, the texts that when you're talking about the the game, um, it's just the way that it goes. Sometimes, uh, the woodwork is part of the problem. Uh, y- y- you get um, a nice shot from Maisie Witset, One of those ones you're talking about, um, has a shot from outside the box and it just comes off the crossbar. Uh, A few inches difference and she probably beats the goalkeeper and then you're talking about Louisville with a a first half lead uh, against the top five team um, at home playing for um, playing for pride with nothing to lose really for this Louisville team Um, had already been eliminated from the ACC tournament which effectively eliminated from the NCAA tournament as well Uh, and that can be dangerous for a top ranked team like North Carolina who's trying to position themselves um for the postseason. Uh, Louisville almost snuck in there, like you said, with a couple of really good shots, but unfortunately couldn't break through.
0: Yeah, unfortunately as it was. And then the the one where Patricia Ward in, in the second half, uh, man, I'll tell you what, she sent in one that uh, I thought was gonna get by their goal uh keeper. Uh Addie Chester had the shot. She got it behind the Carolina defense and then unfortunately the keeper came out and Met Addie right there and grabbed the ball, uh, knocked it away, and Corinne Denty had just a beautiful look on the rebound. It looked like it was, she was going to be able to just do a tap-in. and She tapped it all right, but it def- deflected off the left post and had a play there also. <clears throat> Two prime chances that the guards had there. Uh, and it's been kind of a, a hard-luck story for Louisville women's soccer this year, I think, would you agree?
3: Did you say my name?
0: And I've lost <laughs> Daryl again as well.
3: No, I didn't hear my name. Sorry, I was looking at some oh, stats man. too. Um, I remember. I need a
0: bell. I can ring. I guess. Can...
3: <laughs> can you all hear me?
0: Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was my... just being a jerk.
3: My thing is going in and out, so I'm kind of kind of confused if it's me or the program or whatever. But anyways, um, so didn't get to get eyes on this match either, but I was following through text and and some stat broadcast. And I was thinking about the beginning of the season when we talked about um, or when I specifically talked about seniors that I think would have an impact on their squads this season. And I had Maisie Woodset, which I mean, that's probably a safe bet. Um, anybody would pick her, but she did lead the the team with four goals, three assists and 11 points on the season. Um, but in this match, particularly what stood out to me from the stat sheet was the amount of shots taken by the cards versus the ones that were actually on goal. And you all said that you thought maybe two could have um, been goals, but they looks like they only recorded one as a shot on goal. So that's a huge number that stands out to me of um, not being able to find the back of the net uh, in this match. And I think that if they did get at least one goal, on um, one of the best teams in the country, it would have been a huge way to finish the season just mentally and um, for this squad going into the off season, and just kind of cap it off a little better than being um, shut out.
1: Yeah, the disparity there, Daryl, is that uh, shots that literally hit the goal are not shots on frame. So, hmm. which, so the two somewhat the, ironic, the two that hit the woodwork. <laughs> yeah. uh, those, those aren't shots on goal. Addie Chester's one that was blocked that led to Corinne Dente's shot was the only shot on goal. Oh, there. okay. Yeah.
3: See, I, I learned something new now every week. It's, cause it's
1: because it's because it's not a save, right? Cause it, uh-huh. And it's not a goal. So a shot on goal has to either be a save or a goal. So I if see. it just I see. hits the woodwork yeah. it can't be a shot on target on target, shot, on target shot on, is really the the better yeah. wording okay. the target shot on, shot on goal is
4: a shot that has a chance of going in and if it hits yeah. the bar or whatever it's not going to go in so it's not technically a goal gotcha
3: i know yeah. you all said uh game of inches the other day or maybe that was field hockey either one i mean it's this uh remains true but um so i didn't actually get eyes on these shots that were taken
0: Unfortunately, they were shots that were taken, but just missed. Uh, also, the cards will say goodbye to some very, very key and, and influential seniors on this team, uh, starting with Sarah Hernandez, been so valuable to Louisville as a defender in her years at U of L. Patricia Warner, who came in and uh, took the forward job, uh, one of the forward spots, and did a good job with it. A transfer in through the to portal through Minnesota. Certainly, certainly approve of the work she did. Raven Alexander, uh, who's played a defender, who's played a forward. She's <clears throat> really done a lot of things for Louisville in her time on campus. Uh, hate to say goodbye to her, but unfortunately, she will be leaving. Uh, Corian Denting, who we only got to really see two good years out of her because of her injuries and stuff. Had her out for a couple of years, but certainly a player who showed a lot of promise and a lot of potential one of those players, unfortunately, though, that had injuries kind of delay them and, and keep them from doing what they could probably do well because of that. Uh, I do understand there's a, some talk that uh, Madison Ellsworth will be back for another year, though. The Oregon State transfer is coming in as a defender. And certainly, if that's the case, then that'll be very, very good because he's shown some some wonderful things for the squad in her time there uh so it's always good to see you're getting one back uh in that case and uh from what i stand uh Riley, my lady too is uh, going to be leaving as a junior she's already graduated and will not be taking any type of senior or graduate uh, type of option with the cards it's tough to say goodbye to him, jeff and Certainly, we've named some there that have been very, very influential for Louisville women's soccer.
4: Yeah, it's it's a rough time of year for uh, kind of all the all those fall sports as you start getting into senior days and you you see them the seniors coming up and you know getting their uh, recognition and but you think that you're not going to see them on the field. It at least not many times longer. You know when there's postseason opportunities, but you know with soccer we don't even have that this year. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little tough to, to do that. And, you know, they deserve that recognition. Uh, absolutely. You know, particularly the ones that have been through the, with the program for their, their full career with us. So, um, it's, you know, it it, it brings some tears to my eyes occasionally when, when I'm at senior day events. So yeah. it's tough.
0: Amazing. Which said, of course, one that most Cardinal fans mm-hmm. who have a general knowledge of women's soccer will remember and know quite well, uh, Came in and I can remember when she was a freshman so many, many years ago. Uh, without getting into the names, the one of the former SIDs of women's soccer absolutely forbid me to interview Macy as a freshman. <laughs> Thumbs down. I said I'd kinda like to talk to this freshman here, what said has scored this winning go no.
1: Multiple game she, winners that year. Yeah. She,
0: she's not doing any interviews as a freshman. And I said, oh, well, uh, okay. okay. Uh, I'm not going to call the person out, but anyway, yeah. that former SID is no longer with U of L, except a brief cameo appearance on the ACC network every once in a while. Anyway, moving on from there, we wish soccer the best of luck on the recruiting trail and also bringing along the underclassmen for next year. Hopefully a season where Karen Ferguson days can get above 500 again with a booming record and get the cards to the NCAA tournament. Let's hope all that can happen for Coach KFD. We also had the field hockey in action. That was uh, a, a match yesterday. And then and, and the cards, I think, you know, came away from the New York swing where they lost a couple to Syracuse. They lost one to Syracuse, one to Cornell up there. Two-game losing streak. They, they come home. They're looking forward to some big things happening here in front of the the home crowd. They're bringing in you know an opponent that, that I think is possible for them to beat in BC. BC is under five hundred. But you know, unfortunately, Jeff, it just didn't happen. Four to one win by the Eagles.
4: Yeah, it it, I, it it's a little mystifying, I think. Like I didn't I didn't get the opportunity to watch it because I was it was working, but it was like what happened <laughs> the, I agree. I, you know i know. you know any any team in the a c c is is a good field hockey team, but I, I'm just mystified at how this ended up being four to one and you know Boston college isn't that much better than we are, I don't think, so i I'm curious like I said I didn't get to watch it, so I can't really analyze it too much, but man, I'm scratching my head on this one
0: the score is kind of a head scratcher and yeah. the cards actually scored the first goal of the contest. Yeah, you know, so you're thinking you right. okay. Yeah, well, it was a good, good start. start here. We're, yeah. we're going to get this done. We're going to be fine on this. But unfortunately, BC just responded with four straight goals after that. One of the BC players had a hat trick against us and that's always something you got to kind of you know, think, gee, couldn't we figure it out after the second goal? She might be hot and stop her, but it didn't happen, and what it does here cases case is it puts the cards in the unenviable position of going to the ACC field hockey tournament on a three-game losing streak.
1: Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit last week that, you know, winning this match would have put Louisville at the five-seed. If they were the five-seed, then they play the four-seed with the opportunity to um, say hello to UNC briefly while... while uh, they move on to the finals in the championship is, is what would be expected. Um, and so Louisville losing would have put them at the sixth seed, but uh, it was my opinion. and It still is my opinion that when you're looking at the, a team that was kind of um, maybe, maybe pa- making some people on the selection committee uh, nervous, uh, you would rather not lose to BC. And that was assuming that you beat Cornell, um, they lose to both of those teams, Louisville sitting at 12-6. and six. I mean, Boston College won yesterday, and they're still below five hundred. So that's not ideal um, for your tournament resume when you're sitting at now 1-5 and five in the ACC. Um, not really sure what Louisville's uh, – Where Louisville's did they go
0: on? off the train tracks here is my question. I mean, you know, obviously
1: – Yeah, I don't know if it was a mental thing. Because if you look before this week, obviously, uh, Louisville was undefeated in non-conference. But then every single conference game, they just struggled. Um, even in the game against Duke that they won, it had to go to to um, penalty strokes. And the only game that they scored more than one goal uh, in conference play against Syracuse, they still um, ended up dropping that match. So don't know if it was a mental thing with conference games. Uh, Louisville is not new to the ACC. They understand how difficult it is. They beat teams that are ranked much higher than some of these ACC programs during the regular season uh, in non-conference. Uh, so uh, a little bit confusing as to what the mental block was. Hopefully the team can you know get over that hump uh, and going into the ACC tournament if they can win two games um, and play against North Carolina and then you know maybe they could even win that game I think Louisville's capable of beating anybody in the country. Um, they showed that when they beat <laughs> multiple really good teams in the country, right? They just they stumbled against They're capable to anybody in the they country, are, too, after that also, Cordell game. Yes. Yeah, that's easy. yes, they're also capable of losing to anybody. But if they can you know, string together three good wins, um, if they can string together two convincing wins um, and then perform admirably against North Carolina... Um, that's going to make this election committee take notice. If they can, you know, put three wins together, then obviously they're in because they would win the conference tournament. But
0: uh... okay, that's that's all well and good. But you know, let's let's just take an objective look at this. Thing here, two weeks ago, this was a team that was number four in the nation, Daryl. This was a team that everybody was thinking, "Oh, look at them go along here. They could be, you know, a, a great NCAA tournament team."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now. Are they an NCAA tournament team? Some people seem to think they're on the wrong side of the fence.
3: Yeah, that's what I was thinking, looking at the schedule, like you've mentioned the the three-game slide, and it's just not how you want to finish out a season losing to a ranked team that you know you're better than. Um, I mean, you know, we kind of can maybe chalk up those uh, New York losses to, let's just say it was cold, but – you know, you you come back to your home turf and give up four goals and a, a hat trick to to someone. It's just not a good way to to close out the season. And I'm just looking at the numbers, and the cards were outscored nine to three in those three matches. And I was just curious if you all thought, because you did get to watch it, um, if you all thought this was an issue of getting offense going, or maybe just keeping. Or defense, keeping the other offense from scoring. So just thoughts on
2: that.
0: You know, Sasha Elliott had been playing so well back in goalkeeper and, and doing a really good job for the cards back there. We were all kind of patting Justine Sari on the back for that pickup
2: mm-hmm. and
0: getting her to the roster and such. But she kind of, as Case put it, came back down to earth, I'm going to say, uh, proved she was a mortal uh allowing three goals or four goals yesterday and you're registering just three saves
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh sasha's done some wonderful things back there a goalkeeper this year daryl but let's face it if you're gonna have a good quality team that's gonna compete you gotta have somebody in the goal who's going to make the stops day in and day out not only when she feels like it uh mm-hmm. is is sasha pretty much thrown in her towel those are my questions And it it would be a bad time of the year if Saucers all of a sudden decided, you know what, my last season, who cares? I hope that's not the case.
1: I don't want to put that on her. I don't think that she – like I put in the article, I mean, she's due to have – maybe she was due to have a bad game, right? She led – she was one of the leaders in the country in save percentage. Um, Mm -hmm. She'd been kind of put on an island by her defense in numerous games and kept Louisville in a position to win. Uh, I think what really hurt Louisville was in this one, the offense was – kind of not there. After the first goal, um, you know, Louisville had eight corners, and they had fewer shots on goal than that. Um, hmm. Boston College had one corner, and they scored on it. Uh, it was it was one of those things you could tell looking at the stats that, that Boston College had watched film. Um, Julie Cowweiser had three shots, all on corners, all blocked. So Boston College knew that was a play that Louisville was going to run. They've scored a lot of goals on it, and they said, you're not going to do it to us. Um, Louisville didn't really have an answer to that, and uh, it just kept getting worse for them um, every time Boston College would score. It didn't feel like Louisville had an answer, and it's kind of been like that all season, where when the other team gets an advantage, Louisville doesn't seem like they're gonna come back. Usually, um, that game against Duke was kind of an outlier. I mean, it took until uh, eight seconds left in the game for them to come back against Duke and and send that one to overtime. So it. it like I said, uh, it seems mostly mental. I mean, the team's really talented. Um, they don't play well from behind, and they haven't played well against conference competition.
0: Jeff, what's your thoughts here? Is this a team that can make an appearance in the NCAA tournament, or, or are we kind of waiting to see what's going to happen in the ACC tournament before we make that call?
4: I, You know, like like – uh, case was talking about earlier i think there has to be a good showing in the acc tournament for that to happen i think otherwise we're on the outside looking in yeah to me they're um, out right now yeah uh, you know they've, they've got a, the opportunity to salvage salvage it with a good performance in the in the uh, conference tournament but at the moment i i think we're on the wrong side of the bubble looking in
3: like clearly the conference has been the struggle right Yeah,
0: right. uh, it's arguably the strongest conference in field hockey Mm -hmm. Some people would claim to you that the Big Ten is stronger. But, you know, that's a tough one to call right there. I think that when you take a look at the body of work in North Carolina on top, that's just a machine right there. I don't Mm -hmm. care who you are. There are some small nations over in Europe who could not beat North Carolina Mm -hmm. in college competition, Daryl. But, uh, you know, hey, we hope the best for Justine. And certainly she's got some players that could could get it done. What I like is she's got some really good freshmen and sophomores that have developed quite a bit this year and could be a challenge for the ACC next year as far as their skill set goes.
3: We'll have to keep our eye on it.
0: Keeping the eye open indeed will be what we'll need to do. And let's hope Justine gets in. Let's hope we can say a lot of great things about her on next week's show. And let's hope that they're on their way to an NCAA tournament win. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll even know if they're in and if it were, they've won a couple by then, won't we?
2: Mm-hmm. By next
0: week. Yeah. so yeah. Yeah. We will see. Keep your fingers crossed for Little Field Hockey. Do that. Uh, let's move on into the excitement, though, where the Cards brought in Duke for volleyball last night into the LNN Federal Credit Union after the magnificent performance they put on in the KFCM Center against Notre Dame. They go back to play Duke, and we'll start out with Jeff here, uh, Wednesday, of course, was incredible, but they come back home to what they call in a home right now in the LFNCU and did really good against the Duke squad that uh, was kind of outmatched, weren't they? Uh,
4: yeah, I I think so. We were talking about this before the show started, of course, and, and uh, you know, the, it's definitely win. we swept them. Um, the, the start looked really good. Uh, you know, we beat them in the first set 25 to 12, right? This is a, pretty much a beatdown of a set um but about midway through the second set they really just kind of took the foot off the gas sort of is the the metaphor there and they were up on duke quite a bit in the second set and let them really kind of get back into it uh win this at 25 20 uh but it was it was quite a comeback from duke to get to that point and then the third set 25 22 um again you know kind of a tight uh battle there so um a, a little quizzical on that. Certainly excited to get a win. Certainly excited that you, that volleyball is still doing very well in the overall scheme of things. You know, only two losses on the season. Um, but there's still definitely some hiccups in, in what this team is doing right now that I think they kind of need to get sorted out. Um, can, you know, you talked about having, you know, moving to the exciting part. And here I am going, well, maybe not completely. So, uh, so but yeah, I mean, good win. Uh, Joyful at least yeah yeah, yeah
0: w's are w's are joyful w's, w's are exciting. yeah
4: they are you don't want to you don't want to look that gift horse in the mouth, and it's you know but uh i definitely look at this team and i say some some things that need to be cleaned up and, and see what's going on um there's been a lot of discussion about the absence of anna Beer, obviously recovering. Man, that's from... about
0: where i was about to go yeah
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh coach uh Busbeam kelly did a uh pre-match uh event for uh side out club members season ticket holders uh at, at the kfcm center and she was giving her a little spiel and then she said "In turning to the elephant in the room when is Anna gonna be back right you know uh mm-hmm. was how she put it uh she is close to returning uh she she warmed up last night with the team but then did not dress out for the actual match so she's she's definitely getting there nearly nearly recovered I don't think she's going to be quite a hundred percent when she comes back but uh she's getting there um and her absence has I think has really shaken this team up more than we realized you know we look the the initial look at it when you look at what Anna DeBeer was doing you would look at and say oh well okay and then and, and Bono comes in and becomes the outside hitter kind of in her place although really when you get down to it Claire Chausset moved into Anna's position and Nena moved into Claire's previous position. So, but, um, and, and Nena's done well in replacing the offensive prowess of, of Anna, um, you know, a little bit of a drop-off, but not a huge amount. What I I think is, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sure. Yeah, no, but what I think we really have lost is, uh, Anna's ability to go six rotations and play defense. It's putting more pressure on our other DSs. Um, it's interrupting some of the other offensive options we had because we're having to sub in more DSs uh, to take over that, that, that back line uh, three rotations where Nana would be if she were to stay in. And, uh, you know, I think that's really kind of shaking this team up a little bit more than we recognized maybe for a few weeks
0: Uh, yeah i'd agree with you on that and also uh take a look at it too they've only really lost one match since anna has been out and that was was to
4: pit uh, i mean mean, no shame in that it
0: was the match of the century or it was a fun match to watch regardless of which team won that thing well the Uh, first
4: two sets weren't but
0: (laughs) they'll uh, they'll get their revenge correct (laughs) yeah those first two sets you were kind of thinking if we got another miracle, you know, against coming up oh. here like we did against Notre Dame and the time they played in at Sacred Heart during the power outage. Yeah is that in the often could that be happening? And it was almost there. It almost happened. I'm sure that there will be a lot of excitement when the cards host the Panthers or back in there on the what, November eighteenth, maybe?
3: Yes, it is. And, and yeah. since we're talking about that, I was just curious if, Jeff, maybe you have an inside scoop. What are the odds that moves to the U.M. Center?
4: Uh, basically zero. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know how
3: far in advance they needed to know that, but, I mean, that's going to be a hot ticket if it's not already sold out.
4: The, that was part of the discussion with Coach and Kelly in the in the pregame uh, on Wednesday night, and they wanted to have more matches at the KSC Yum Center even this mm-hmm. year. Um, and she said it was an education to her how far in advance events get booked at places yeah. like the KFC Yum! Center. Actually, I'm about um, to look it up and see what they have going on There's that nothing night on after. the calendar that night, which is...
1: Yeah, we're, we're playing on
0: now. Zaga the night after that. Yeah, so, the but
4: they apparently were like unable that. to to get any others down there for what the, whatever they're scheduling. I don't know. I, I haven't dug into it. Uh But she was saying... They may not have even any more, maybe still only one next year in 2023. That they're actually looking into 2024 to try to
2: skip. Oh my these. gosh.
0: Yeah. This is stupidity it's how, to level then. I mean, clearly, what, what uh, does the UofL not get about this? Well, the no, problem no, no, is no, the UofL doesn't it, own it, right?
1: Right. It's not UofL's <laughs> it's, it's facility. It's cities to rent. and aren't we just the tenant the in there?
4: Basketball. Basketball. Yeah.
3: Do you want to make money?
4: yeah you know, well no like the, the reason we, we can't already. no the reason we can't schedule it is because there are events going on they are making money uh and they're probably making more money than they would make off of a volleyball match there to be completely honest but it's not uofl's event volleyball doesn't have right of first refusal on date so if they can't if they've got to work around the other events in that facility
0: I'm gonna go out on a limb then. If Tom jurich was still the athletic director, we would have an eight thousand arena sitting right now where a bunch of Ford products are next to the soccer field. Okay. Hmm.
4: Well How If Tom jurich way? were still athletic director, that meant I mean, that would I mean, mean, I mean a I mean, whole lot of other things would have gone. <laughs> I mean, I mean,
1: no, not going That's down right. this this
4: hypothetical. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll Sorry, I sneezed.
3: I thought I was muted. <laughs> My bad.
0: <laughs> Daryl's had enough of my opinion and sneezed it off. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. you know, build it and they will come. That was an old Howard Snell on Burger Phrase. And by golly, you know.
4: You yeah, just, you got to have the money to build it.
0: Yeah, so, no, you know, you got to open up volleyball, then more. It's to be for the yeah. rich elite, you know, who can go in there and be one of the thousand and in the spot. Come on. Come yeah. on, Lowell. Well, I know they want to
3: if you saw the match on tv you saw the the uh clips from katie george when she was playing down at the yum center and yeah. did anybody notice how naked the stands were
4: oh my god it was, it was a horrible it was look it was down there yeah imagine
3: having to play in front of that that's just, just i did crazy.
4: i didn't watch this telecast but i mean i was a season ticket holder then. i remember those days and it mm-hmm. was it was you, you can know, hear people
3: was... across the arena
4: you were hearing crickets in the place, you know, it was just, there's wow. just, you know, when you have 2,000 people and even when they close off the upper part of the facility and you only have the lower bowl that seats 11,000, you just get lost, you know? So I was, I was thrilled that we had over 9,000 there Wednesday night. That's fantastic. I was shocked.
3: Particularly was
4: not... on an 8 p.m. Wednesday night match. Against a, team somebody, a get, yeah, against a Junkie team coming off a Yeah, against not very good team. I don't know that volleyball will be able to sustain that level, but it does mm-hmm. hint that they could sustain maybe a five or six thousand size crowd. Yeah. Right? Yeah, which which would be fantastic. And so. might be worthy of the KFC Yum Center. Might might not get totally lost there. It's doable. Yeah.
3: Mm. Keep winning.
4: Yeah.
0: For sure. Or right, to so have uh, six games left before the season ends and they go into postseason play. I think it's fairly safe to assume right now they'll make postseason play.
4: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be hard not
0: to. Uh, one of the, the Corks on the schedule is they haven't played North Carolina yet this year, and they'll play them uh, later on in this remaining schedule within a week of each game. One mm-hmm. over at DLFNCU and also one down on campus at Chapel Hill a week later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the court cards get to end the season at Notre Dame, which should be a fun one to watch. And just a few days before that, the rematch with Pitt at from what it sounds like in the LNFCU. So
4: you buried the lead there a little bit on those North Carolina matches because in between those two matches, you do have Georgia Tech, which is a <laughs> pretty intense match.
0: Uh, yeah. And certainly in not being done with my overall, Jeff has jumped in there and certainly <laughs> taking the lead at the quarter pole claim a foul by the riding jockey on the other horse. I just
4: point out there's there's a big batch in in the midst of that.
0: And you got a big pointer, so keep going with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I,
4: yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: No, 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 no. The volleyball is your realm.
4: No, Take no, life. no, you're fine. No, I, I've i you know, Georgia Tech's big big batch, it's in there. Uh but yeah, a couple couple of really big matches still on the schedule with Georgia Tech and Pitt. It's Notre weird. you know, Notre Dame's not much of a threat to us, I don't think. Um North Carolina State, maybe a little bit, not much. As long as we pl- come out and play well, I think we'll be okay.
0: i well, remember the days of the killer bees at Georgia Tech, right. and I think there may be one or two bees left down they
4: there. Still have two. One of them graduated, so.
0: So, Yep. Let's hope that the Cards can go six and zero oh in these final six matches, and then take their way into a high NCAA tournament bid. Time, of course, will tell, and as I can speak, I'm sure for a vast population of the Louisville fan base, it will be nice to see Anna DeBeer back out there taking swings. We know it may take her a week or two to get back to her previous form. That sometimes happens with injuries. The recovery process, once done, you have to get back into playing shape. Uh, But I'm hopeful that'll happen for Anna well before the NENCA AA tournament stuff starts, so Let's let it keep going right now you'd have to point at volleyball and say about them they are the prime women's sport on campus right now so
3: and I would say that I don't see this squad losing to uh, one team twice in the same season, so um, it'll be tough for to face Pittsburgh again, but I do see them getting a win um, especially if De beers back out there.
0: yeah, getting pit at home will be good, no doubt okay. about that. I'd be happy to to see that, but Pitt did kind of have some answers for us, especially in what their their middle blocker just seemed to be a little bit better than what we had working for us up there. We'll see if that continues again. I think that part of
1: the whole situation with DeBeer and her replacements and how Louisville has performed since is that early on we saw Louisville kind of not really have a drop-off when she went out. I think part of that was that Louisville just switched to a little bit of a different style of play and now that people have kind of seen what Louisville looks like when you've got Claire and Ico and then um, the other hitters Nina. that you're, that you're having take mm-hmm. care of that with uh, PK and Nena and um, the gaps that they're trying to fill, uh, like, like you said, defensively, Jeff, with DeBeer not being out there. And once you've got some more tape of that, or once other teams got some more tape of that, Mm-hmm. then you see that it becomes less effective, and that's why Lobel okay. started dropping sets. They've not looked the most crisp. Um, other teams just are seeing what Lobel's trying to do. I mean, they had 14 errors in last night's match, and seven of them were blocks by Duke. So mm-hmm. other teams are just aware of what Lobel's trying to do now uh, and hopefully getting Beer back, both with her talent and the way that she plays, like we talked about, uh, can get Lobel's advantage back on
4: track. Yeah, It's also, it's also her being out is also... Blunted a little bit the back row attack, not only because Anna would attack from the back row some, but also because just the way the substitutions are happening, you're not seeing Iko and Claire in the back row as much, and those are the other you know primary back row attackers. So even that is changed a little bit as part of this. It's really it's it's amazing as I have watched this and seen it play out how uh, comprehensively it's changed the way the lineup works. Uh, around the full line, almost the full lineup. So, yeah, the like, Bulls basically become a completely different team. Yeah, at least on at least on uh, hitting and defense. Now, right. middles and setting is basically unchanged, but yeah, on on the other three positions on the court, all the way around, all the way around the rotation, it's it's a different ball game.
0: Volleyball, of course, will do well for us, and let's hope that. Eventually, someday down the road, yes, they can go back to the KFCM Center, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon, so uh, we'll see what develops there. Uh, really one other thing we want to kind of get into before we get into the final thoughts a little bit, the 22-23 Louisville women's basketball squad had their media day earlier this week down at the Cooper Center on campus uh, where they as in past years they traditionally have put all the assorted media there i think there were maybe 15 of us in that little media room on the first floor there where they do media interviews and such and jeff wall started out with about a 30 minute uh, question and answer session which got to, got to be a little bit fun as he uh, Wallace always picks out one person to pick on during those usually and the buffoon was rick bozich who happened to come in late and then asked a question that had been asked 10 minutes earlier. Coach yes. loved that kind of stuff. Yeah. And of course, while they're still letting Rick Bosich loose in town with his own keys and car is anybody's guess, but he showed up and uh, he has a film. for the walls. Did answer a lot of great questions. Joe he's, he's really high on the roster. Some of the things that are going on. Uh, he's very excited about the season start. Uh, we did. Gain just a little bit of information that uh, Monty Lester, one of the five freshmen that is going to, is on the squad, is going to take a redshirt season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously something I think that she's excited about having to do because she says I get a chance to sit and learn and find out what all is going on. And she kind of akin to some of the other Louisville players who have had redshirt years and then had really big seasons afterward. Alexa Mobley is in a boot. And we're not talking about the German term for submarine. No, she's actually in a walking cast uh, for a foot injury, unspecified what she did to it. But uh, she's on crutches and uh, probably won't see any action for about six weeks for the guards. I know a lot of people were looking at as maybe coming in and being a real key off-the-bench contributor for Louisville women's basketball, but in the boot and she you can hear her and a couple of the other cards over at the cardinal couple website earlier this week where i was able to get down there and record some of the conversations with the players and such uh out of out of the ones i did and i got six players in before they called the team over for a team photo personal gripe here it seems like we get less and less time with the players each year that they do this i was going Trying to run around like Dagwood Bumstead, trying to talk to as many as I could before all that happened. I think maybe great talk is always with Peyton Verhoes. But I think my favorite may have been with a newcomer on the roster: six foot five Josie Williams, who just has a sparkling personality. Kids, you're going to love her. And I hope she gets to do some post-game interviews. She is so much fun and so delightful to talk to. And uh, we even had a hair issue. Come up, Jeff will cringe at this, but she didn't ask me what I wash my hair, and we were talking about <laughs> hairstyles, and I said I've noticed you've got four hair ties in your bun there, a long, long flowing ponytail. She goes, and you've only got one.
2: <laughs>
0: and I said, how could I get to where I've got four? She goes, wash, and rinse, and comb. Wash and uh-huh. rinse and comb. No, no
1: lather, rinse, repeat.
0: And uh, yeah, I. I I was stunned. I said, There we have it. Yeah. After 66 years on this earth, I finally found out the key to washing my hair is wash and rinse. <laughs> it's and comb. Well, the combing kind of comes later. Yeah, I just think like, I like to let the air dry first. No towel dry and then you know, air dry and then comb later. But if I could grow hair like that, that would be fine. And you're going to love this girl. Fantastic. She was at Utah Valley State. Certainly did some great things. Made a couple watch lists there during her time at Utah Valley State. Uh, Liz Dixon is excited about having her on the team. And you might think to yourself, what? Aren't they competing for the same position there, Polly? Are you sure you're right about that? Liz said she loves the competition and practice. That she's happy to have somebody big like her that can kind of do that stuff in the middle as it looks like olivia cochran is going to move to the power forward slot from what i've heard so those two will be battling for center position and liz is welcome the competition and liz said something very important too it was the stuff that josie and her have talked about and done has helped liz confidence level reach an all-time high now We've talked about it in the past. Liz has sometimes wondered about her confidence level. And she exuded a lot of confidence, too, in our interview. And You can tell that it's finally getting to her. She's finally getting it this year, what she can do and how she can do it. So uh, it was good stuff. Let's, let's kind of we'll go around a little bit here and talk about it a little bit. Louisville men's basketball, uh, everybody loves him for the ACC champion. We've got five players on five different lists. Daryl, is this a Final Four team? What are your thoughts on the squad?
3: Absolutely. We're a Final Four team every year. And I've said it before how excited I am to see um, Haley Van Lith and Olivia Cochran in their uh, upperclassmen uh, seasons. And we're getting there. Their junior year, they're stronger. They are going to be leading this squad. So I have full confidence in their – abilities to to run um the squad to a final four
0: player you're going to be keeping an eye out for to see how she does
3: uh it's got to be peyton peyton is won the three-point contest at louisville live last week she is she had a hilarious walkout song, which i can't think of at the top of my head but it was just is an old tune i can't i'll have to go back and look at my videos but she's just this personality that um can also be maybe i think underestimated by another squad so i mean everybody knows haley van lyth and what she's capable of so i think that teams might keep peyton off of their radar and they're just asking for it
0: peyton if not a starter will certainly be a key i think coming in off the bench okay case we're throwing to you right now final four team here are we seeing one and player that you'll be keeping a special eye out on
1: it's hard to say that louisville hasn't been a final four team um basically any of the years in preseason um which up walls at the helm they have always looked really impressive and and it's always felt like there's someone ready to fill gaps uh, even when they lose major players so it with louisville losing uh, a lot less production this year than they have in the past i think it's definitely pretty easy to to say optimistically without even too rosy of glasses to say, yeah, that this is a final Four team. Um, the, the player that I'm looking forward most to how they perform, I think for me, it, it's kind of a lame answer, but I'm going to go with Haley van Lith just because, you know, we saw some real flashes of brilliance once she came into her own, uh, last year in taking over games and, and getting, uh, more of what we expected to see uh, when she came in. And I think that that's only going to continue as, as the team fills out more of the other role positions that they've needed. And, and she can kind of be freed up to do what, uh, what we've thought we, she, we would be seeing from her for the last two years as well.
0: She'll for the that.
3: record case, Haley Van Lith will never be a lame answer. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> fair. <laughs> You're always safe. By taking HVL as an answer, that is true. And so certainly be mentioned a lot by the various sportscasters that call Cardinal women's basketball on internet and television this season. Haley will be one of the first ones they talk about probably. All right, Jeff, are you seeing a Final Four team here? And which one of the players are you going to be kind of keeping a special eye out for?
4: Yeah, I, man, I don't know. Uh, it With Jeff Walls, it's preseason it always seems like you have nobody knows what to expect from the team each year. Right. Uh, you know, there's always new faces and some faces that have departed that maybe weren't expected. And and it it just ends up with a, I have no idea what to make of this team in the preseason and what they're going to do. I think any year with Jeff Walls at the helm as the mad scientist, you have to keep, Keep a, a, an eye towards that being a possibility, that a final four being a possibility. So I think potentially it's it's potentially very there, very well there. It's just so much unknown at this point and how this team is going to come together and perform. Um, I will probably be watching um, mostly once she gets out of the boot and gets back engaged with for Alexia Mobley. Um, she's b- been a real character to to follow on social media. Uh, I think she may be uh, a player that can potentially uh, help bring the dunk to the women's game. I think she's very close to being able to do that from what I understand. So uh, looking, looking forward to seeing her maybe, maybe try some of those in the, in the coming couple of years. So, um, but she looks like a lot of fun. She looks like she'd be, she, she could have a lot of fun out on the court and be a lot of fun to watch.
0: A great interview. We did clarify that she would not be able to use the scooter once she did return to exit. (laughs) No, kind like of said, that would be such a great weapon to have on the fast right. brake.
4: You know. Yeah, you know, if you want to block out,
0: you know, think about it. And especially if you put a little small motor on it. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Wow. She sadly reported she wouldn't be able to use it, but she was looking forward to losing the scooter. So, And I can't blame her one bit for that. As for me, and I think this is a Final Four team with a couple ifs, ands, and or buts here. First of all, uh, North Carolina is a team that's gotten immensely better. They're not being talked about, but they've certainly had some very good recruiting. And let's also not forget about Virginia Tech. Kenny Brooks has brought in some very excellent talent to go with Liz Kidley there. I would not be surprised if they give the Cards a run for the conference championship. Uh, NC State people are saying it's going to be a little bit more of a down year than normal for them. And at that, I laugh and say, you don't know, obviously, what West can do down there, okay? You have no clue, no clue what they can do. So NC State, still another team I think that you have to kind of be wary of. Final Four team, I think so. I think they're going to be fine. I think that they'll roll through any region they're in. And uh, with UConn not having the, their little brilliant uh, can do everything guard available right away. The card should be able to go well in any region they end up in. Okay. Even if they're combining everything basically into two formats this year, two settings instead of four different areas in which they're going to play these at, which I think is stupid, NCAA, but you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. As far as a player I'm going to be looking at this year and watching quite a bit this year, I just can't help. But uh, feel and hope that my my buddy Norika Kono is going to get in and do some valuable things off the bench, okay? Yeah, I get it, unless something dramatic happens. I don't think she's going to get a start, you know. uh, She'll be brought in, you know, to play a little two, play a little three sometimes, maybe for the cards. But uh, her shot has been fantastic lately. She's uh, exuding confidence. She seems to really be a little more talkative and, and... complimentary and sometimes chiding of the other players on the court with her. <laughs> She's taking basically a leadership role here. It's and it's top. good to see. It's amazing to see after not, as she said in my interview with her, it feels like I've only been on campus like five minutes and I'm a senior now.
3: Oh yeah. my gosh. Time uh, flies.
0: It's gone fast. And let's hope yeah. that this is a big banger year for. So uh, I'll be watching Arika a lot also. And also just waiting to see that big smile when she does something good out there. Cause when Eureka smiles, the sun is out. Fantastic stuff. But, uh, that is going to kind of, we've got a little bit over our, our time slot, but it doesn't matter. Cause I don't know who's on behind us, but they've had to wait. Nobody. We are a podcast. So let's go ahead and roll on into some final thoughts here and get those going. Uh, let's go ahead and start with you, UK's final thoughts.
1: Mine is, uh, we talked about seniors earlier. Um, in the women's soccer program with their season coming to an end. Uh, uh, the women's soccer Twitter account put out a really special video from Inside the Huddle, uh, a speech given by Sarah Hernandez, who's been a stalwart for this team wow, since she was a was freshman. Um, so traumatic. I just wanted to shout that out and shout her out and uh, tell everybody to go check that out.
0: Yeah, if you missed that for any reason, go back and find that. Because, yeah, I mean, she had me at the edge of tears and ready to... The- Jump up at him, my lazy boy, and go out there and, and kick a couple for Sarah. By God, because she really got him fired up. And hopefully, she's okay after the the trauma she took on that headshot shot that she took the other night as well. But all right, Daryl, final thoughts?
3: Um, just excited for the Halloween weekend. Um, got a few fun things planned, and looking forward to basketball getting started soon. And, um. Uh, It's an excellent weekend to free Brittany Griner.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, we need to get her going out of that Russian jail. And I've just just got to ask you, is Lulu going to be doing anything with you over the hell weekend? Or are you leaving her at home?
3: This cat is wild. I I have to be sitting stationary for a while to keep her calm or not here. So, uh, because she's getting back to herself where she wants to play and run and, and jump and climb but she's got stitches and i'm just concerned that she's going to open it on the inside so it's either uh sitting still for a long period of time or not being here (laughs) but i'm excited she's getting back to herself and feeling better thank you for asking
0: and certainly we've now determined that if daryl cannot make a broadcast she will leave the Laptop on where Lulu. <laughs> yeah,
3: she talks a lot. She has a lot yeah, to and say.
0: Know, and if we get a hiss occasionally, we will know something in the case has said that we don't agree with right <laughs> That
3: now. means some UK fan left a crappy comment <laughs> on the comments section. You <laughs> hear her hissing.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that for sure. Uh, so we look forward to the adventures of Lulu and Daryl as the season goes on. Uh, <laughs> Or or just Lulu. I mean, Daryl. You know, now that you got a new job, you may not be able to spend any time with us. <laughs> She's got it. me covered. As the way Lulu sees it, okay, and I'm sure that we'll get a lot of a look at the Villanova Wildcats, the Kentucky Wildcats, and certainly <laughs> any other school, Clemson Tigers, perhaps as well. So, all within the feline realm. Jeff, final thoughts?
4: Uh, yeah, I I uh, want to shout out uh, to Duke volleyball for a thing that. Uh, I noticed last night that was a little bit subtle that, that maybe wasn't noticed so much, particularly if you're watching on on the stream. Um, one thing that happens in volleyball, obviously, if you get a team, one team that's substantially better than the other, then you, you know sometimes on those hits, you can the hits can actually impact the players and, and potentially cause problems and injuries. There, um, there were several times where some of Louisville's level's hits uh, impacted the Duke volleyball players in the you know head shoulders sort of areas um which is always a little bit scary to see but i want to shout out to duke volleyball's program that when that happened they they made a very definite point to to pull that player aside and do some concussion assessments i know that's a that's a point of emphasis on a lot of sports on a lot of teams right now but uh they did a really good job of that It happened like two or three times uh that player got hit in the head or shoulders or somewhere around in there and they, you know, including their setter at one point, they pulled them out of the game for a little bit and said, let's go over here and do a concussion assessment. So um, shout them out just for, you know, player health and safety, um, you know, that 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 was noticed and, and appreciated.
0: Certainly, anytime one encounters a rapidly traveling object to the side or front of the head, yeah. it's always a good idea to maybe take them out of action for a while and assess what has happened there yeah
4: and in fact one of them actually <laughs> took they were slightly delayed getting them out of the game because they were finishing up the previous concussion assessment still before they could get the player out and do do the next one with the athletic trainer but yeah it was it was good to see you know support them in that
0: absolutely so quality stuff out of duke ask for me final thoughts I, I just want to give a shout out to a guy who's kind of stepped in here and had to uh jump in and uh, right off the bat and and take care of a very, very important role at U of L, and that's uh, the new women's basketball and women's soccer SID Matt Barris. Matt has come in and done a wonderful job as far as not only working himself in and integrating himself to the other people that he works with. He's got a very great personality. He makes friends easily. He's very insightful on things, and uh, he can even take a little bit of ribbing when. Uh, He referred to Notre Dame a couple times earlier this year in a women's soccer match. I said, you're not on that campus anymore, buddy. He used to be one of the SIDs at Notre Dame. Uh, I took with a grain of salt. He's been very helpful, and the door is open for us and other media outlets to go in and talk to him about anything regarding the sports that he's in charge of as an SID, uh, women's basketball being the next one now that women's soccer is over. I look forward to a lot of meetings with Matt, a lot of fun times with him in the KFCM Center. and just want to thank him for stepping in and uh, getting close to the great job that Nick Evans used to do. I think if you give the guy just a little more time, he'll be right up there on par with what Nick Evans did. So uh, welcome aboard, Matt. Continue to do the great work. And... With that said, that's going to kind of do it for us. We appreciate everybody being with us today, and certainly we look forward to talking with you next week, 11 a.m. on the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour Podcast. Go Cards!
1: Thanks for listening to the Cardinal Couple Radio Hour. If you liked what you heard, please feel free to give us a rating or review and subscribe to the show in your podcast player of choice. We're available on all of the major podcast players. And be sure to check out the site at cardinalcouple.com for the daily column bringing you the
2: joy and excitement of mobile women's athletics.